0: Welcome to Jesus Talks. We pray that this podcast would encourage and provoke you to be just like Jesus in every area of your life. Thanks for joining the conversation. Thank you for joining us back with Jesus Talks podcast where we invite you into our our conversations about Jesus. Uh, Got that one off, that was good. Um, We are back for episode, or the third episode Episode of this series, I should say, with Katie Braswell talking about Gen Z. Um, before we started, they were saying, Man, you did good on the first uh, introduction. Now I just butchered that one. But welcome back, everybody. Um, man, I hope these things have been a blessing to you because I am enjoying these conversations. Um, Katie, if you would give us a quick recap, let's jump right in, and this will be the end of uh, this talk on Gen Z.
1: Sure. So, we have been giving informative statistics on who Gen Z is, what what they're about, what they believe, and then the crises that are involved in this generation as a believer and as a church and a leader on some things we need to pay attention to, and then the things that we can do to combat this and make a difference. Uh, there were four areas that we're talking about uh, we've presently presented. Uh, previously discussed the social media setback though they are the most connected generation they are reportedly the most anxious and lonely not only that we have a family problem in Gen Z there are 70 percent living in a home with two parents that might not seem that big of a deal but the boomers were 86 percent living with two uh, parents but where the shift came in family is now Gen Z does not prioritize family over education and hobbies and achievement So this is where they are deprioritizing family, and we have got to show a better representation as millennials and Gen X on why family is important because achievement will not sustain. Our third thing we discussed was the Bible problem. They are biblically illiterate, though they are very highly intelligent. Um, This has now created a barrier for them to support, submit, and follow biblical truth. They prefer their psychology over God's sovereignty. So we have to shift this as well as believers and leaders in the community. Start a Bible study. Start a Bible study with some young people and let them ask the hard questions with you and just dialogue on, you know, where do you see God in this scripture? What does that say about people? How do you see Jesus here? And so this can just drastically shift this crisis we have of lack of knowledge of scripture and where they're finding Jesus. That would be my question. If we don't know the Bible, where are we finding Jesus and who is Jesus? So our last point that we're going to discuss tonight, and then I've got good news following it because it it might feel a little heavy, but there is some good news coming. Uh, Our last issue with Gen Z is this church problem that we are seeing. So, again, I repeat the statistic. There are 69 million Gen Zers on the earth. 69 million. Out of that 9% are what we would call an engaged Christian. That is just 6.2 million young people. Out of that 6.2 million, only 240,000 believe the Bible. So here comes our church problem. 16% of Gen Z Christians do not go to church. Such a strange statement. Right. 16% of that 6.2 do not go to church. They say they find God elsewhere. But even more alarming, the same proportion of non-Christians say that church is not even relevant. Hmm. We can, I don't really blame them because we got Christians that don't even go to church. Wow. So as a non-believer... If I see that you don't value going to the community, going into an assembly with your with your with your faith, why do I need it? Yeah. Secondly, the church dropout rate is 64%. Wow. So I I come back to this question in youth ministry. Are we developing disciples or club members? Are we creating Christ followers or just groupies? Um but this would also connect to the family problem in gen z no one's teaching the bible at home because when they go out into the world they would have a more solid f- foundation there would be a more sustaining of the church one in five young adults with a with a Christ, Christ, christian background one in five have left the faith and 34 percent have no religious affiliation So, I looked into this and 34% with no religious affiliation, and 29% of that um, are non-Christian teens, and here's the reasons why they they are not a Christian and don't want anything to do with it. They think Christians are hypocrites. We can see that. Sure. They think science refutes Christianity, which is why we go back to their values. This is a result of their educational, you know, priority and educational curriculum pushing, in America that science refutes Christianity and parents neglecting their role as a Bible teacher in their house. They consider, number three, they consider it to be a fairy tale. Number four, too much injustice in the Bible to support. Wow. Says that the church doesn't have the best reputation to address justice.
0: Mm. That's wrong, but okay.
1: Right, non-Christian teens. Yeah. And then they view spiritual things unimportant. So here we go again, Um, spiritual maturity being Low priority. And then the very last thing, church hurt. Wow. So what we are seeing in Gen Z as a whole is there is less Christianity and there is more confusion. But here is the good news. God has never needed a majority to change history. That's good. And these 9% who are engaged Christians— are something to reckon with. Yeah, they are unmovable, they are unshaken, they are bold, they are um, resilient, they are zealous. And when I come a- across one of these believers in this generation, you know it, and that is very encouraging because I can look into my generation and be like, I think, I think they love the Lord. Yeah, but when you see. <laughs> When you meet a Christian Gen Z, you know it. They live different. I was so encouraged at the beginning of this month. I was hanging around some uh, older teenagers, and I, I could not tell you the last time I've had dinner with people who told me they do not listen to secular music. Wow. Wow. And it was okay with them. They didn't care about my response. I actually had a young man in his 20s who said, Who is Post Malone? Had no idea and i was so refreshed Yeah. i, I was like he he's not <clears throat> moved by what's popular right. he's not moved by what's trending
2: yeah
1: he's found he found some other f- well he has found a river that i'm not walking in and i i mean i'm 31 and i was like what's he drinking cuz i want it um and then from there they all started talking about how they were just unaware of what is popular music in secular in a secular setting and I c- like I said, I can't recall the last conversation. I've met somebody who was like, what are you listening to? What playlist are you? And and, the, you know, and there's nothing wrong with secular music, but it is extremely refreshing to find someone who is not m- swayed by what is trending. And that's why I'm saying they're of a different caliber. Like they are living off of a different um, obedience. Their, their appetite is different. And I think that is what's so beautiful about these 9% is their appetite's different. They they are living in joy. They have found the scripture that strength, my joy is my strength. Hmm. And they are living, they're walking that scripture out.
2: That's good. Uh, we, we have uh, a few that have been attending our Sunday nights. And I can remember it was like their first night and we was actually doing an uh, activation in the prophetic. Mm-hmm. And these young adults just blew me away their understanding of the scripture mm. their ability to hear the lord mm-hmm. yeah. like man they're giving words and i'm like wow just yeah. blew me away because accurate not yeah yeah not not, not like,
0: vague. vague i feel like maybe <laughs> no they're like
2: no i see this and it's like
0: you you're you're standing back and you're like goodness yeah. you know like
2: and i felt myself was like oh I'm being like the old timers where I'm like, these people, these kids don't know it. They'll, they're, they're, they're doomed, but it's like, wow, no, these, these kids are on fire. Yeah. Yeah. They are hungry.
1: I, um, we, we, all three of us have run closely with the circuit riders and we brought them in recently a year or two ago and they went to my alma mater and my, that's a Christian high school, which you would think everybody's on the same page. Don't ever think that. (laughs) And they walked in with prophetic words for classrooms and teachers, and, I'm like, the Lord was moving so mightily that the teachers were saying, please come back. Yeah. yeah. Please come back. Um, and so I, I'm just telling you all, the Gen Zers that are out there that are that are with the Lord and for the Lord and of the Lord, you, you know it. And that is a refreshing, encouraging, it stirs your faith that there are people out there who... Um, are living a biblical worldview, and again, that is they're they're not offended <clears throat> if you are for it or against it. Yeah, they're there to show you I'm going to sustain. Yeah, like they they live it out. They're a testimony of it. So I I would say as a solution for these four um, crises going on in Gen Z, we've got a Bible problem. We we are biblically illiterate. We've got a family problem. We we don't prioritize family. We have a social media setback. We're, though we are connected, we are lonely and anxious. What I would say is that the body of Christ, as leaders, we have got to return to teaching resilient faith. Yeah. Um, we are nearing an age where it's going to continually become more and more persecuted, and we have got to teach young people how to endure yeah. with with Jesus. He's not going to remove your suffering every <clears throat> time. Right. So how are we going to respond in the midst of that? Um, There are four four resources that I would encourage if there's any youth pastor or leader listening. Brian Barcelona is an amazing pioneer and advocate, pastor, youth minister for Gen Z. He has amazing resources. He just wrote a book called Don't Scroll. I haven't purchased it yet, but I can't wait to, to get my hands on it. He has um, resources. He's got a TikTok video you can watch how he is using the digital mission, the digital age as a mission field.
0: I feel like he looks different every time I see him <laughs> too. I'm like, wait, this is Brian Barcelona? Yeah. Like he looks totally different
1: yeah. Four for children. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. That's he um <laughs> that'll he do it. That'll yeah that'll it. do it. He. Is um, doing it so accurately. I I do believe like the hand of the Lord is upon him and anointing him with the strategy and blueprints on how to do this. So if you're a pastor connect with Brian Barcelona online. He will do a Zoom live with people. Mm. He will do an Instagram live with people. You can talk. He is so um, easily accessible, accessible. So, the secondly, if you're if you're a young person and you're looking for like I don't know someone you can look to that's your own age, Asher Bird, B Y R D, Asher Bird. Um, go on Instagram, go on TikTok, and look at how he is using zeal for the Lord to reach his age group. He's a funny dude. He he's got joy again. Like you're you're gonna be like, he is so happy. Why is he so happy? Mm-hmm. So I'm just encouraging you follow follow Asher. You will be encouraged. Um, One Voice Student Missions. This is another wing of Brian Barcelona's. And then Gen Z for Jesus is a great Instagram page to follow just to see what they're doing. And not only that, um, what's going on with Gen Z? If If you're in youth ministry, you will receive vision if you go and look at this page. And the last thing, Jesus Clubs. This is what Brian Barcelona started. When they removed prayer 60 years ago today, I think, or tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um. He, he is doing a prayer movement right now on that, but he has started Jesus Clubs in public schools across the nation. He has a book on it, and he goes in and he creates relationships and builds relationships and then gets to know the kids, someone gets saved, and then he empowers them to lead a Jesus Club. And he's doing that all across the nation, another great thing to look into with Brian Barcelona. Um, so just to close this whole topic out, Gen Z has an emphasis on career. So that should work for the church if we did like a vocational discipleship. Teach integration of faith and occupation, concepts of their calling. I love that. Emphasize the meaning and theological significance of work. Every church, this is interesting to me, every church has a children's ministry, but not every church has a child. Church member has a child. So... Almost every church member has a job, but there's rarely any faith and work ministries. Hmm. So we need career, work, and calling discipleship. Hmm. They want to know, how does this work in my workplace? How do I serve the Lord, love the Lord, and love others while doing my job? Um, The church has got to have a presence online. We have got to have a diverse staff if we're trying to, you know, reach this next generation and, and represent what we're seeing of the times. And um, high schools are just not educational institutions. Neither are colleges. They're mission fields. So if we can, once again, revive our mindset of I am on a mission and my life has a mission, you know, following Christ to me sounds like action. If you're following, so there's some type of movement. Yeah. So um, rather we're sitting for Christ... Or we're following. So as disciple leaders, as pastors, we need to um, take all this information that I ha- we have just dumped on <laughs> people. Yeah. But this is what I see going on in Gen Z. There is a lot, of, a lot of alarming information. But let me tell you where those people are that believe in God, you know it. Yeah. So um, Gen Z has a place the lord has you the lord has an emphasis for you the lord has purpose for you the lord has a calling for you and you're going to shake the world uh, your creativity your your ambition it ha- there's purpose there's a timing of it all so the lord has given us these things and we see it in you and i just want to be an arm a leg a hand a platform a That's ceiling right. whatever it is that you are in need of today we we just went, we need to know you know Sometimes I look back when I was a teenager and there were older people who were constantly asking me, so what is the Lord telling you? Now I get why they were doing that. They were trying to find ways to build me up. Yeah. They were trying to find ways to sow. They were trying to find ways to grow. What is it you feel like you're supposed to do? I was getting that question all the time as a Mm -hmm. teenager. I'm like, looking back, I'm like, now, no, like they were mothering and they were following me. Like, how can we continue to move Katie where she needs to go? So that's where we are now. We're those people. So we want to um, grow the gift that the Lord placed inside of this generation.
0: Can I tell you? I think that the, that is probably the number one um, solution and the number one missing thing in our society, in definitely in our church uh, churches now, is <clears throat> spiritual mothers and fathers. I don't see it like I used to see it. Uh, you know the you know the old timers would you know. There's a story that. Uh, uh Carl, Carlton Pearson of course he's gone off the, anyway but there's a story he used to share about this um uh this old church mother that would come up and say uh you know at different stages of his life um are you yet holding on you know and she was saying hey are, are you still walking in the faith are you still doing right are you doing well because I'm praying for you I'm believing for you and I don't see that as much anymore yeah. of of these nosy you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, spiritually nosy.
1: I'm going to be here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm
0: going to stick my nose into your life, whether you like it or not, because I care about you and I love you. Not because I want to smother you, not because I want to manipulate you to do this or that, but because I genuinely care about the call of God that's on your life. And I want to see that fulfilled in your life. Yeah. Um. It's it's a laying down of themselves. Right. To promote Uh, or push you into your calling. And I I don't see that. And that's why, uh, for a large part, and I'm not plugging what we do on Sunday nights. I mean, I guess I am. But that's why we, a lot of why we started that on Sunday nights is because one Sunday I I was in in service and I was in worship and my hands were raised and and it was good and I love worship, but I I just had this overwhelming thought of like, why am I doing this? Like, I just feel like there's no fruit, you know? Mm We, we come every Sunday. We sing the same songs. We hear a sermon. We leave. We eat. Uh, sometimes we come back on Sunday nights. But, like, I don't see any lasting fruit out of this. And not, church is good. But what I'm saying is, is, like, where is the drive? Where Where is the deeper? Where is the deep calling into deep? Where are the spiritual mothers and fathers with the wisdom to match my zeal to push me into my divine calling? Yeah. And so <laughs> a lot of that has been Dismantled because our society um, does not put an emphasis on on um, uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very much individuals, and we can make it on our own. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm seeing is the fact that nobody is saying, you know, selflessly. I am worried about you and your life. You know, I want to see what God has placed in you come to fru- fruition. And um, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And just to reiterate what y'all just said, but
2: I can remember when I was young, teenager, like to have an elder come and show interest in you and to encourage you in the Lord, man, that would just like make your week. Yeah. I'm 30 years old and still to have someone uh, of a spiritual father figure to come and say, man, I love what you're doing. Like keep it, keep going. You know, it's we're meaningful. praying for you. Exactly. It, it's just a, such an encouragement. So, if you're a leader and you have Gen Zs, like you, you stated a statistic of, a, of one in five of the young adults that are in the faith mm-hmm. leaving the church, and we we find this where that when they come out of youth youth group, they're they're more or less silenced to say just sit on the pew and and listen to us. Mm-hmm. They need they need to be heard. It's not that we c- coddle them coddle them but we do need to encourage them and they need to be heard because man they they have things to say uh, like i i was speaking the other earlier about uh the the group that came and how how they were able to minister and pray and it's just like man they they have things to say right and while they on on their part they need to sit under you know someone being able to submit and and listen to sound doctrine of course but also as leaders, we need to get outside of ourselves, quit trying to just build our ministry, quotations, and and say, you know what, I'm going to pour into this next generation. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that's key there, what, what you're talking about, about building our ministry because what's happened is um, and why I think a lot of people leave the church is because they feel like that they're only valued for what they can bring to mm-hmm. the church yeah. as instead of being valued as individuals with callings um, and with real lives, with real issues, with, you know what I mean? Like they need to be valued beyond what they bring to that building, what they bring to that ministry, but as individuals. And it's you don't see it. You don't see it. Yeah. It's how can you come and help this church grow to the next level yeah. as opposed to how can we as a church invest into you as an individual and see you pushed into what God's called you to be? Yeah, that's what the church is there for. So, all right. uh, Anything else?
1: No, uh, just thank you. I think this was, I hope this was meaningful for anyone listening just to give you insight of where we are as a nation with the next generation, what your baton can look like to help them and um, just as like what we need to do as Christians.
0: Can I add one more thing? Okay. All right. (laughs) One more thing. Especially for spirit filled people, we need to be spirit filled people like I think we've pushed the tongue talking into the back rooms for long enough mm-hmm. we've got to be blatant somewhere along the line we we threw out the baby with the bathwater, things got crazy, <laughs> people started falling over and faking speaking in tongues, and you know what I mean yeah. mom, mom mama Jan back there you know fell out every time somebody walked past her you know what I mean like but We need to be a people that are filled with the Spirit, who go after the power of the Holy Spirit, who seek after the Spirit of God, um, because that's what's going to change people.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think Gen Z, as as well as millennials, are looking for something authentic, looking for something real. Like, you're telling me the stories, but I'm not seeing it. Come on, it's time that we live this thing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Uh, Like Katie said, I hope this has blessed you.